Welcome back again to Crossing the Jordan, everybody. I pray that you're all doing great. Uh, today, I want to talk about a little bit about the season of Advent. So Advent is the word, the Latin word, which means coming, and it's focused on the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We participate, we celebrate, we love, we prepare our hearts uh, and meditate on the humility of God. His divine nature would take on full humanity in the incarnation where he would literally become uh, born of a woman, born of a woman. That is the humility of God, uh, that he would become fully fleshed, fully man, and even in his full divinity, he would take on the fullness of humanity in himself in the incarnation in our in our mother mary and so it's the latin word of coming so it's that meditating of his first coming in the in the flesh uh in the incarnation but it's also the the preparation of our hearts for the second coming of christ the return of him that he would come with all of his angels and saints and is glorified and he would judge all of us um and his judgment will be perfect and he will call all the righteous to eternal glory, and he will call all those who denied his grace, denied his love, rejected his love out of their free will, he will give them their their option, their choice. But it's not only this thing that happened 2,000 years ago in the incarnation, and it's also not this event that's going to just happen way out into the future, and we don't have to worry about it now until we die. So even in the very beginning of the church, they believed that Jesus was coming back like now. So they were like ready, ready, ready for the Lord to return. Um, And they were preparing, right? They wanted to be those, out of those 10 maidens that had the the lamps and the oils, five of them were wise and went and and, and, uh, purchased, obtained that oil, which represents our friendship, our love, our union with Jesus here and now. And the other five were not wise and they they just set it aside. The gifts that we receive at baptism, we have to cultivate, right? So just like the parable of the seed sown among thorns. So the whole parable is the seed, which it's, it's us being uh, given these gifts. We can either we we lose it immediately and we fall away or it's like we have it for a little while but then when we are we're sown among rocky ground so then when it when it blossoms the sun scorches it or we're the people who or the we're the 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 thing that blossoms uh, out of the ground but the soil is not deep enough and when the trials of the world and persecution comes we fall away but we want to be that that seed sown among good fertile healthy soil so it's cultivating this uh this these gifts that we have been given from jesus in our baptism and to flourish it so that when the lord comes our banner will be clear that it's it's us it's us with it's us um clearly disciples of jesus and that comes just like in matthew 25 when jesus is telling the parable this is the the judge telling us the final exam he comes he's gonna come again and he's gonna separate the the sheep and the goats and he very clearly calls the sheep, the ones that to enter into their master's joy to inherit eternal life are those who out of purity in their heart, they didn't even know that they were serving Jesus the way that they were, but they clothed the naked. They gave food and drink to the hungry and thirsty. They they gave shelter to the homeless and they uh, comforted the those people that were far away from um, any consolation. And Jesus said, "Forever, whatever you did for the least of these, you did it for me. Enter into your master's joy. And the goats who actually said, Lord, Lord, like they believed in Jesus, they they recognized him. But 
they didn't even see that like what they did mattered in this life. So it, Jesus condemns them and uh, because they didn't clothe the naked, they didn't feed the hungry, the thirsty, they didn't welcome the stranger or go visit the imprisoned. So all of these things matter and it's Jesus looks at our heart for our intention to be pure Um, but he also calls us to cultivate the gifts that we've been given our baptism to utilize the, the blessings that we receive to freely give as we have freely received. And we are unprofitable servants because none of, none of the stuff that we have, uh, belongs to us. So we're stewards of the blessings of God. And how are we going to utilize them? Especially, um, as disciples of Jesus, he is going to look at our, at the end of times, we're going to be judged on love. We're going to be judged by our love. But that's that's still not a distant uh, reality. In the early church, they even saw how the mass was the perusia, the coming of, of Christ, right? So even in 1 Corinthians, I forget, it's either 10 or 11, St. Paul even talks about when uh, those who do not discern the body and blood of our Lord in the Eucharist, they draw judgment upon themselves, right? But that's contrasted with what also what Jesus said in John 6 with those who do eat his flesh and drink his blood, they have eternal life. So you see this contrast of life and you see this contrast of judgment and uh, and St. Paul. So, and this is in the context of receiving Jesus in the Eucharist. When we come and even if we feel like we know Jesus, but we're not living authentic lives, we're not living out of love of Jesus and for neighbor, that is drawing judgment upon ourselves and we become liable to the body and blood of Christ. We, we become liable to his death. And when we receive him purely, that is us receiving more life. So Jesus in the mass, that's when he's coming now. So it's not this far off thing that you don't have to think about or prepare. It's today, every single, every single day. This is the opportunity of the day of salvation. This is the acceptable time to receive Jesus in your heart, to follow him, to be a radical disciple of him. And he calls you to the mass and then he calls you to go out from the mass with power from on high, receiving his body and blood, your true bridegroom, your, your king, to go out on fire, on radical love for his people that to bring them into the wedding feast, right? So just like Jesus said in the parable, it's like those he called out to bring bring to invite all of these people, go out to the hedgeways and invite them in so that his house may be full. And that house is the eternal Jerusalem, the, the new Jerusalem of the church. And we are connected with all the angels and saints in heaven and we're connected with all those in purgatory and we are all connected here on earth around the Eucharistic sacrifice of our Lord and Savior Jesus, and we are all one body. We need each other, and we are surrounded. Uh, we are we are in heaven every single time we come to Mass with our Lord and Savior at the middle, a lamb as if slain, eternally offering to the Father all of the people who are united to Jesus. So it is the Advent. I'm praying for each of us to fall in love and to make a decision to follow Jesus and to not be so caught up or even think about when is the Lord going to return. That was actually didn't even start until the 1800s by like reading the book of Revelation of identifying things in today's world to see, okay, like this is the time that Jesus is going to come. But Jesus directly condemns that in the Gospels because when he's saying in his full humanity that not even the Son knows, but of course he knew in his, div- in his divine intellect, his divine will. But what he's saying when he emptied himself fully of his divinity um, uh, and he took on human flesh in his full humanity, 
he was saying that he did not know. And so same with us. We do not know, but we prepare for that second coming here and now. We prepare here and now because it ultimately it's not up to us when he comes back. But are you going to be doing, are you going to be the faithful one when he returns to earth? Are we going to be the faithful ones that he finds doing his will to seeking out the lost and bringing in all these people uh, to the fold of Jesus? So it's it's preparing now and it's being transformed by that very love of Jesus that that intimacy that that mercy that he had on us that we would re, that we we would give it to others so let's today make a decision to follow Jesus our lord and savior and he's he's coming in our everyday lives and especially at the mass to receive life and to live the fullness of life here and now and start living like radical disciples not uh not thinking about the the past or being caught up with what we think is going to happen in the future, but being on fire here and now. That is the time that Jesus calls us to, to be his good and faithful servant here and now.